everybody. Welcome to Slip Angle. Uh, Abe here. I'm at Circuit of the Americas, and I am sitting in a Sequoia with Time Attack Superstar, Jackie. Hey. You know, I, I, lo- I looked at this um, a couple of days ago. You are the third most listened to episode in the last year Jesus on Slip Angle. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Okay, who's second to first? Uh, that's what we got to know. Uh, you know, you've got to... Uh, wait. Is this Medigard? Because if this is Alex Moss and Andy's Medigard, I'm going to be very you unhappy. You might actually be second, actually. Uh, uh, let, let me check that while we can look up our stats. <laughs> uh, the number one episode is Ross, uh, Ross Bentley. Okay. I, um, know, which is like, you know, a, a tough act to follow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah? Um, Ross is a fucking legend. So, oh, can I swear on this show? You can. Sorry. <laughs> you can say almost anything. Okay. Um, I'll try to be relatively sensitive. You know, uh, you're behind Alex Moss just a little bit. Son of a... Okay. That was the night we kind of got drunk at my house and just talked about K Swap Turbo uh, yeah. S two thousands. Okay. Um, at yeah. my house, so. Yeah. Uh, so I, ju- I just have to lose him one more time, don't I? Son of a gun! You know you're you've made a pretty good habit of finishing, uh, you know, second and third at Grid Life events. I hate but, you, <laughs> but you but you're doing really good here. I'm not gonna tell you. I, I, I know what you're trying to make me say, but I'm not saying it. <laughs> I'm not saying it. My nine uh, Kings are great, man. You um. You, you were at Coda again yes. uh, at an event that you won last year. Um, yep. You kind of like were still working through the car at that time, and like AMS was on board, and yep. you guys were. Ju- I, w- I would say just getting started. Oh, very. Um, if you would like to know how we how how much to the extent of getting started, we were on a tune that was pretty rigged in ghetto. That the throttle basically didn't work anywhere between five to ninety five percent. So it was just on. It was just like. Like, it will spike boost randomly at 30%. So, like, ooh, the car would just buck. So, I would keep it in fourth, get in the hip, and then just flat out. And then let the car just spool up. Yeah. So, and it made 450. It wasn't that great, but, you know, it worked. So I mean, like, you were pretty fast here. I remember your time was, like, 220. 20, something. Yeah, it was a quick time, for sure. Honestly, it wasn't. Yeah, I was, like, decently okay with it. And that was our second event yeah. with that car. Yeah. And little did we know, we had, like, three-quarters degree of, a three-quarter inch of right rear toe out. No, I don't remember. Uh, what was the first event for the red car? Red car, very first event was uh, Button Willow 2019. Oh, that's right. That's so right. So that's right after speed reading. And then we got that car built in like eight weeks. Yeah. Uh, between Spage, between everybody getting parts, TF, AMS, Tune, so on and so forth. But, but, uh, installing the Spargo seats, everything. It was pretty crazy. Well, the car's kind of like uh, dialed in now. Uh, you guys are... Yeah. You're at the pointy end of what's being done with that chassis. And like mm-hmm. in that space, you guys have to figure out some stuff. And oh, so sure. um, at the last event, you were struggling or at, at one of our last events when you were at um, Road America, yep. you were struggling with fuel starve, even though the tank was almost full. Mm. It's a long lap on a course that a lot of high throttle stuff. But uh, you you had to work through a, kind of a fuel system redesign yep. for the car's direct injection direct injected so what did you have to do to get things to actually work so it, it took a lot of thinking you know we we're like oh god we had some ideas we're thinking maybe putting a return that like bumped the pump the fuel right back into the fuel basket so the stock direct injection system was still uh was still work and function as usual and eventually when with titan motorsport uh they developed their port injection fuel system kit which basically has a lifter pump inside the stock fuel tank going to a radium surge tank and that goes to a pressure regulator, and then that feeds whatever port injection system you're gonna run. Mm-hmm. And we talked to him like, oh, you know, like we actually really need a surge tank. What can we use something like this for our purpose? And they they went to work, designed the bracket, 
and ended up what happening is we're teeing into the stock direct injection fuel rail before it goes to the high pressure cam driven fuel pump. I see. So it and it has a regulator on it. We said it's eighty one hundred ish. So whenever the stock pump in the tank can't keep up, this surge tank is adding fuel pressure into it, keeping air out of the system and yep. making sure the fuel. It's basically like an AccuSump except for fuel. Yep. Yep. And, it, and it's working fucking beautifully. And it's um, it's kind of a really elegant design. You open the hood of the car, yep. and uh, most of the components are underneath, and yep. you can't even tell that they're there. Honestly, uh, what, one thing we really try to do with this car is we try to make it safe. Uh, yeah. That's one of the reasons why the roll bar. I mean, <laughs> last time great car. Uh, you know, jokes aside, dude. Let's uh, you know, let's not skimp on safety, right? And and this, uh, please don't think this is a slide on you at all. But I think. Um, you know, you came into the series as a really, really strong driver on the edge um, yes. all the time yes. because you were in a um, an underpowered car. Because Grid Life made me race an S2000 NA against C7 Vets the first few and, years, and you were you were very fast. And my uh, my How opinion you is your 38-0 lap in the NAS2000 is yeah. is maybe one of the best laps uh, you'll find at a Grid Life event ever. I, if if it wasn't for that mistake in the carousel today, I think I topped that. But yes, really? like that thirty eight zero lap was. But was, you've, was my best. you've been with us now, I think four years, awesome. and uh, like your driving was good before, but it's it's really really good now. And uh, thank you. You know, I think I think the people around you are confident that like you have you are in absolute control of the car almost all the time, and and maybe that was like in part. Uh, like the incident with the gray car was really tough and it was really unfortunate that it wasn't mm. even on a hot lap mm. but like you're, you're driving fantastic no, like really you. fantastic yeah thank you and the car is so fast and it's put together so well it's very thoughtful thank you it's uh, honestly the gray car was a bit of a turning point for us because uh, before that I was still trying pretty hard you know even a couple weeks before the gray car I yeah crashed, I, I you know? well um well, a couple of weeks before the great car. It was Road you, America. Yeah, I yeah. was. Um, you were uh, behind me. We were sitting in the truck at the yeah. uh, the crossover between start finish, and um, we we saw the car go into the grass at like what ninety. Mm. It's like, yeah. <laughs> it, like honestly, like I don't know. It the the great car accident ended up being a bit of a turning point. In, sure. I think mental mindset, maybe a little bit, maybe something. It it it, it was definitely scarring. I got PTSD from that for like a good solid while until after Button Willow. Actually, after 2020 Coda, really. That's when it went away. It, it it really weighed on me to say like, okay, well, one, I need to clean up my act, right? And Adam and I had this great long conversation because Adam is like my honest track dad. Yeah. And he's just the most easy guy to talk to. Like, yep. You know, he, he drills things into you without like, Without the harsh parenting part, yeah, he's right. really nice. He's just a nice dude to talk to. Yeah, know? for sure. So yeah, I mean, yeah, he's a good I, coach. Uh, yeah, exactly. So he's done this for so long. He knows what's going on in the driver's head, and you know, he help help guide me a little bit. And yeah, I think that that's really helpful. So well, and um, you know, people people might see for how long you've been in this and think that you are um, old, and you are you are <laughs> I guess not. I am old. You are not. I am. Um, I, my back hurts. You know, you, I can't get out of bed. What in the are you morning. like? Twenty two. Twenty three. Yes. <laughs> um, people, people race cars in GLTZ that are older than me. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely true. Um, but it's been really like kind of exciting to see the progression that the car has made, and you've had a uh, good partnership with AMS, and for uh, sure, it seems like things are working out well. Your uh, your YouTube channel is doing stuff that's all kinds of interesting. It is. Um, I, I try. I. Uh, I mean, YouTube is a, a very big part of your life, but so is, you know, this, mm -hmm. you know, the YouTube kind of documents what's happening here yep. rather than like, 
you know, you're a YouTube star and, and YouTube you dictates go, what I do. Right. That that's my fundamental difference. I don't want to ever be dictated by YouTube. Yep. I like my primary income source of income won't ever be YouTube because you know what? I want to have fun with it. Yeah. I want to share my passion with people. Yeah. And sometimes like I look on the platform and the people who are making money on it, it it hurts to have to do the same thing over and over and well, over. Well, and, and, over and, and over. I was talking with somebody you know? about it last night. I I'd actually be interested in your opinion on it because mm. you're in that Go. world. Um I think about like uh, like DP and the guys. Uh, I actually Academy. wasn't going to name them, but I wanted to talk about them a little bit. Yeah, um, I love Speed those Academy, guys, yeah. but like the work that they do sounds very hard to me because if you're releasing videos multiple times a week yeah. and you're, that that almost necessarily means that you are yep. doing multiple builds at the same time because yep. there will always be delays in parts yep. and whatever. Yep. Uh, but like you, you look at some of the more YouTube car celebrities; they're like. I, I think about their That's actual purple Lambo. Well, I, I think yeah, about their about actual day to day life, yeah. and it's like, I bet they're scheduled to the minute because they've got to go to this event, and they've got to yeah. they got to do drift thing at this place, and they got to got to got to, and yeah. um, just like the vlogging stuff sounds really challenging because to get enough mm -hmm. recorded content to put these 30-minute videos together. Imagine the people who do it daily. Yeah, yeah like it's crazy. Uh, how do you find this many interesting to do a day? I, yeah. I'm sure that's hard, right? And like yeah. some of the, the the other people that do like more shock video type stuff, yep. um, the the Whistling Diesel guy is from Indiana, and he's I, I don't know him personally, but like I think about how much creative work it takes to like figure out what you're gonna break next in order to get two million views. Right, it and sounds awesome. hard. It is, and that's one of the things I kind of this year I really stopped chasing views. Yeah. if you actually look at it, the growth kind of went a little slower. And honestly, I'll be honest with you, YouTube became a hobby for me. Yeah. I want to put out content that I want to watch that I think, okay, you know what? Like like the Verus series, we're still doing video with them. Why? Because, well, CFD is not something, you know, computational fluid dynamics, doing things with a car, like 3D modeling, scanning, designing parts for it. It's hard for everybody else to do sometimes because yeah. mo scanning, modeling is tough. But I have the opportunity to work yeah. with them to and to actually build these parts and then to race them. Hell, I'd be it'd be stupid for me not to do that. Yeah, and I yeah. want to show people, okay, like fundamentally, I, I ask like small questions, like, hey, you know, what would this do? Like, how much is how much wheel spat or like wicker, as a certain Johnny C would say it, uh, you know, like how much that how much of that do you need? Like, what sort of like, what what if opening the rear window would that help? You know, Paul was very helpful, Paul from Verus, and they've been great to work with. So. Yeah, I, I watched um, like all of that content, and I found it to be really interesting. And in some ways, I even wanted it to be more technical. Exactly, I tried. I, we we're, we're really trying. It's just you know we we still have to find a balance. You know, um, I think I see my uh, audience base mostly as a beginner to intermediate. Sure. And. Yeah, well, because a lot of events racers are way too busy fixing their own car to true. watch videos. I mean, I, I think people underappreciate uh, just, like, how much work it is to compete at a high level like this. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, dollars helps, but, like, that's not that's not all it is. It, and, it really isn't. Uh, especially, like, the GLTC guys. I mean, every one of these people is, is you know, pulling a trans overnight or swapping wheel hubs. You or eat, you, you sleep, you dream of race car, you think think about race cars it consumes your life yeah it, do you remember yeah. a couple of years ago the gears and gasoline guys did a video with um james houghton yeah, uh, at road atlanta, atlanta right? and he gives this long form like introduction yeah. about what it means to like do time attack and yeah. that resonated with me like it, it is. there's never a time that he's not thinking about it yep. that video got poor views but let me let me tell you like every time attacker felt that yeah. it was like deep in their soul
you know yeah. there's this like this is this is just what you do and i yeah. i think about katil a lot as well and like if you follow katil on instagram it seems like every single day this he's, guy has no life outside of civic he's like he's That's working a bit, on a car like he's if you just it, take that sentence like like surface level is a bit sad but yes he does work really really hard on that well but like I, adam and i talk about it it's just it's just what he does yeah. Like outside of work, that's yep. what he wants to do, yep. and he's set up his life in a way to like make that possible. Why not, right? If you can, why not? So uh, since I last talked with you on the show, um, you've gotten some wins, and that's great. And you, you very, you very likely will get a, a win today, uh, which is pretty exciting. Uh, you know, we'll keep, I'll keep pushing. Um, <laughs> um, Amir is very fast, but I think the gap now is a couple of seconds. Uh, I actually feel bad. I don't know if you know about this. He just blew up. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, they've been having some engine trouble all week, and they were changing oil last night. Said it looked like you know frappuccino milkshake, and then this morning on the on the warm up lap it went okay, and they had to flat well, him back. I, I, maybe it was the dog box, but like that car was while it was running, yep. even in the pit, sounded like well that doesn't. It, it probably is a, it's a whining dog box, like yeah. wah, 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 you know yeah good. yeah, but um but he's a great guy, dude. Yeah, I've, I've talked to him like on the internet a couple yeah. of times. Um, his lap at Buttonwillow was amazing. Yeah, no, that that, that I I don't think I'll, like even now I'll ever be able to touch that lap. Really? Yeah, th- that, that's one of the reasons that's preventing me from wanting to go back. I'm like, I don't want to go back and embarrass myself. <laughs> well, like, I mean, you're you're doing great here, but Amir and Buttonwillow seem to just go together. That's like, you know, it's it's you know back of his back of his hand, you know, like mm-hmm. he goes over every time. This this guy, he's, he's phenomenal to talk to. Like, I remember having my first conversation with him over, he wrote an article, and this is really funny, he wrote an article uh, on Speed Hunters about the 2020 Supra. Oh, yeah? yeah and then we started talking over, I'm like, yeah, dude, I think what you're saying is really correct, you know, like, Toyota's actually putting a good car for enthusiasts and people are just hating it, you know, shit like that. And then we just, I talked to him until 4 a.m. our yeah. time in Chicago. Yeah. I had an exam the second day, I flunked the exam, but, you know. Like, it was just uh, a great conversation. By the way, are you done with school? Finally, Congratulations. Yes. Thank you very much. You're an engineer, uh, officially? I'm a graduated engineering student. I would not call myself an engineer, but thank That's you. fair. But, yeah. but uh, you know, it, it, I learned things. Triangles help. <laughs> <laughs> if you can't figure out what to do, just make a triangle. Yes. <laughs> um, but you've also, since the last time we've been on the show, you've talked, or you, you've built... Uh, this this business called PhD Racing Labs. Yes, can you can you talk me through that process mm. and what it, what that company is about? PhD Racing Lab, or PhD is kind of like our one first and foremost our race team. It's kind of like Scuderia, Ferrari, and, sure. and Ferrari, right? You have the race team side where while well, we're going race, we have customers, we have friends, we help whoever we can help, uh, and go to tracks together. This weekend we got three cars. Imagine You're not in, just including ours and two other cars, one enthusiast, one in street. We're all having fun, just trying to push ourselves. Tracks that support a little bit, uh, got to change paths. We got to do. We got to do that. You know. Uh, uh, speaking of P- part of PhD Racing Lab, that there is Alex getting in the car. Uh, not not Alex Moss, of course. This uh, is who, perhaps your better half. This is my better Alex. <laughs> <laughs> this is my Alex Lee. You know, uh, this guy, this stupid, stupid Subaru driver. You know. No jokes aside, he's very, very intelligent. And he's very good at fixing cars because... Because he drives a Subaru. Yes. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) He's going to leave, man. We're going to make him cry. (laughs) So, uh, as an aside, yesterday at Rally Ranch, uh, we went, you guys were busy working on cars. And there's there's dozens of Subarus in this, like, massive hangar that are being prepped to be rally cars. And someone who uh, happened to be very funny... uh, 
in the bell housing of the transmission on this Subaru wrote in like bright blue paint yeah. you again question mark Alex is dying Alex is dying we're gonna do that now we're gonna ask six star to do that actually. yeah it's, it's pretty funny Adam had a pretty good laugh but um, PhD has a yes. has the, there's origin in the name or yeah. there's there yeah PhD began because well, we're just a bunch of kids who really likes this who likes the compete who likes the people who likes this we're gonna get, uh, we're gonna circle back to the people part, right? Passion, hope, and dreams—that's what PhD stands for. Also, it's a bit of a like a like a joke for our parents because none of us are PhDs, and you know how Asian parents are like very disappointed. Right, you, you, yeah, exactly. Like, mom, 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 this is my PhD. You know, this is, uh, here I present to you my PhD. Well, that kind of a joke. You know, I was thinking of alternate names for your business. If yeah. you were TFD, yeah. you might be total family uh, family disappointment. That could actually work. Actually, <laughs> we'll get a little too close to TF. TF, yeah. yeah. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to piss off Mike. I love you, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> but um, tell me how the business started, because sure. uh, for a long time you guys lived in Ann Arbor. Yep, uh, I lived in Ann Arbor for a long time because I was the college student in University of Michigan of Ann Arbor, and then we uh, kind of after well before I even graduated, we kind of said, you know what, let's start this business. So when I graduate, I, we can just start doing this full time. Kind of just start the business early, and you know, once it grows, it'll be enough for full time, right? And then COVID hit. Yeah, right. we literally opened shop seven days before Chicago went into lockdown. We're like, oh shit, this is screwed. <laughs> this is the worst. This is the worst. Like, how are we gonna survive? Somehow, through enough support, enough like friends who are like still trying to build cars, and I don't know why everybody's trying to like spend money on cars during COVID times. Well, it's the same reason I think that people are spending money on improving their house, right? It's like, true. It's they're not, true. They're spending well. less time driving around, yeah. so you like, well. have this time back to, to do things. Yeah, so somehow we survived. We, we, we managed, well, it took a lot of money, but we lived to this day, and then now that we've graduated, we're starting this full-time. So finally this year, I can go to, like, if, if they still have, you know, PRI, I can go to SEMA, I can see all these things that I couldn't because there's exams and stuff Yeah, right. Before. It's, like, yeah. prime time for that stuff, exactly. too. And so PSG Racing Lab is, you know, part of the business where, you know, we help support cars, and one of the big things that kind of helped launch that was the Supra, was the A90 Supra, because there's only so many cars, so many people who are tracking these really hard, and we're kind of at the forefront. And to be able to say, hey, to provide people with help, you know, like HPD people want to say, like, okay, what brake pad I should use? I avoid this, avoid this. This is probably our choice because this is what we use on a race car. And that helps a lot. Well, and I, I think um, you see a lot of, of discussion on the Internet, on mm. Facebook especially. Uh, if you're in a car-focused or like a supra-focused Facebook group, yep. you're probably used to seeing questions like, you know what tire is best, or what brake pad is best, yeah. and the follow-up question is always, "Well, like, what are you what are you trying to do?" Exactly, uh, because the recommendation mm -hmm. probably depends very much on what you're planning to do with yep. said brake pads or tires. Yep, exactly. And we're we're more active, more focused in like the less less so on the streets. Mm -hmm. I think less so on the streets uh, guys, but more on the track goers who wants to go to HPDE, some who wants to do SCCA time trial, which we have a couple customers of, and. Hell, one guy is in Australia trying to do WTAC with Great. his. And we, we just sold him a turbo kit. I love you, Jonathan. <laughs> you know, like, this is the cool stuff. This is what we love to do. We love to be able to tell them, like, hey, I think we, I think this could really help you. Or, like, when they're asking us, like, okay, what do I do about this? This, 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 this is what you need because we kind of figure this out. Yeah. So, like, um, in some respects, you're not, you're not trying to... To currently be AMS necessarily because they're in the business of making parts. Uh, yeah, like I'm not 
Yeah, we're not the sort of person to make things per se, but I think what we can do is we have knowledge of the setup of the car. Yeah. And we know how to make these things work. And I know what combination of parts that needs. Yeah. I don't need to make anything myself, but by working with SPR, by working with Reinhardt, by working with AMS. and Are you feeding that information back to them? Exactly. Like, hey, it would be better if we could do X, Y, Z exactly. with this one thing. No, no, no. And then we help development. Yeah. You know, like SPL first made a first iteration rear arm it, in our car and a, a button below with bumps and everything. It kind of ended up bend, it hit the subframe so much it bent. Yeah. So we so now there's no revision two and three and now it's fixed. Yeah. You know, this is the sort of thing we need. And, you know, AMS made a couple of things. The charge pipe was a little weak initially. That was we had the gingerman issue and they fixed it for the later versions and now it's fine. This is the sort of thing we love to do. And like testing and trialing. I've been tr I've been wanting to do this for years and years and years. And with the S2000 chassis, it just wasn't possible. Well, it's because it's been retired. Yeah, it's it's like uh, nobody's, well, I'm not going to say nobody, but a lot of people have moved on from developing parts for the S2000, right? Yeah. And so the market is relatively, not going to say stop small, but say you want to build a track S2000. Who do you go to? Andy Smedgar, people like that, SOS, Evasive, the mm -hmm. list goes on. They have their own build list. Mine wouldn't add any value to that. Right. I wanted to start my own market. Right. Where do I get the market that doesn't have any people in it? Why not the A90 Supra? Right. And, and I mean, the, the two cars that kind of launched at a very similar time, mm -hmm. um, and, and it's funny that you guys are kind of leaders in Supra development and testing, and, you know, Alex Pites is like 10 garages down oh. and, has, and has, I mean, really been um, uh, kind of leading the way in, in many respects on yep. the development of the, uh, the, the C8 Corvette. Yep. And so, like his work with Amelia is uh, very, you know, visible. They just went. They just went like nine, nine four or something yeah, like that. It's fucking fast. Um, can they tune the car? I don't think they can. Still, no. I don't. I don't know what he's doing. It's magic. It's I crazy. think it's like. It's I think it's a Motec thing or something. It must be. Um, Great but, job to them, honestly. But, think about it. Uh, that's an interesting question. Maybe we should talk mm, about that. Sure. Um, you're still on stock ECU, is that right? Yeah, stock ECU. So. Uh, when a new car comes out, mm. it seems like there's always this challenge of whether or not you're able to tune it. I mean, yes. you need HP tuners or Cobb tuning or, or one yep. of these really software programming heavy companies to figure out how to talk to the ECU. Yep. Um, and that's important in many respects because the systems now, the trans and, and the suspension and the chassis and all of those systems, they're talking to each other. Connects all and, and so like in, in some ways you're hampered because you can't really tune it. But the other option would be like try and try and wire something up with a Motec or something like that to do your standalone thing. Yeah, but yeah. that has its own pitfalls. Money. <laughs> well, money. yeah, but like uh, if you wanted to do a standalone in your car today, mm. you know, you're 18 months into development. Do you think that the trans and the, the chassis would all talk Chat nice? Integration. Yeah. I think that's the one of the key words that we focus on for building the TA90. We didn't want to do anything custom that would like okay upset the rest of the car. Yeah. Like I could put a DCT in this probably, but then how's the trans going to talk to the car? How's the car going to talk to the trans? How are they going to interact? How is it going to like do the well, and on the shifts you, and stuff like you that? You right? did this in one of the YouTube videos. I think there was at one point where you had like four thousand trouble codes in the car because of oh, yeah. like it was some silly thing. You just keep scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. It just keep going. How much was that scan tool? Uh, a lot. It's probably like three grand. Uh, I, but I assume it's been a really effective tool Very. to help you deal with. Yes, because um, we plug it in, and then you you it tells you finally like this is our like we used to describe the Supra as the sort of girlfriend that gets angry at you, and then like you ask why, but it doesn't tell you. You say you know what you did. <laughs> yeah. Like 
shit, I did this many things. What did I do? This is like <laughs> I a, did this yeah, many things. Yeah, and then this is like your, uh, this is like a code reader. This is like telling me, okay, stupid idiot, you did this. You know, you, you know, you, sh- you should apologize to her by like low, r- raising the rear right eye control arm. Oh, th- it's, it's like this little thing is unhappy, and then you can start tackling them one by one. Yeah, you know, this is a decipherer, like the relationship helper, basically. Yeah, but um. Right now, yeah. like as you start up the car, do all the systems work like they're supposed to, or are there always things that you're uh, kind of battling? Almost everything. I, the only thing that doesn't like is seatbelts, because you know. You oh, and you took. Those. I think you took the airbag out yeah, too, right? Airbag. Airbag didn't throw codes. Well, Did throw it? codes, but it does not like. It's gonna not it gonna. It doesn't blare disrupt your face. anything. The only thing that is is like you put a racing seat in, and it's always gonna ping. Oh, driver's side seat's connected. Uh, disconnected. Ping. Passenger seat's disconnected. Okay, yeah. that's it. Yeah. So that I don't care. Don't need it. Buckets is still better. Yeah, um, thank you, Sparko. And, and you're kind of a um, uh, you're 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 a slight frame. Um, yes, svelte maybe. Uh, uh, small and, with an O L. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, like having a, a proper fitting seat, yeah, helps you a lot. A ton. Um, in terms of like business of PhD, are you are you distributing and selling parts like that as well, or Absolutely. is it really like? Sp- specific parts for the TN90? I don't think it's specific. Uh, we do help a lot of track friends. We have a Discord channel, which is one of the, or one of be- the best things we ever did. Because there's 200 people on the channel, and some, whenever somebody, okay, I need to go to track, I need to do, or I need, need this thing on my t- daily driver, I need to get something brake fluid, we'll help out. Yeah. You know, this is what we want to love to do, like helping people get to track, helping people be safe on the road, and then whether it be safety equipment, whether it be stuff we use on the Supra for different customers, you know, like tires, do them all. Yeah. So this is kind of I don't I don't necessarily want to advertise like push ourselves super super hard like I don't I to an extent we should we probably should more than we did we are now, but to to the end of the, to at this point still it's a business but at the same time it's a passion project right I don't want to ever lose sight of the fact that I love doing this and if I have to grind every single day to make things happen it just hurts you know well um I'm interested in kind of moving the conversation from Supras to Type Rs because sure. I um I like them. Me too. And I, I think they're wonderful. Some people think they're not. But, um, you know. I, I'm interested to know. I've, I've spent some time studying a little bit mm. the f- like front suspension and mm. the steering and like it's all the... It's trick, eh? It, it's, it's really cool. Mm. But I always wondered, um, like, Honda made a really big deal about choosing a wheel that was very specific with the very specific offset to get... Um, minimizing like bump mm, steer, mm. there are a number of companies mm. um, that produce aftermarket wheels that fit a Type R in terms of clearance and things. Yeah. Um, as you like work with customers that um, are going to buy track wheels and things, like how important in your mind is it making sure that your you know your offset matches that factory offset to to minimize the bump steer? To an extent, to an extent, honestly, because at the end of the day, I think bump steer is tr- tr- troublesome. But it doesn't really outweigh the benefits of a wider wheel and wider tires. And honestly, the the nineteen was well, twenty inch that came with them. No? Yeah, the tire like selection choices are like tiny. Yeah, they're not good. And I mean, yeah. if if I had one of those cars, I think the first thing I would want to do is find an eighteen that fit. Oh yeah, or Titan sevens. Yeah, they they do make a lot of eighteens, and we can we can stack you some ten point sevens up front and nine and a half in the back. So reverse stagger. I, I actually I would in, be interested to have a conversation with Titan Seven again mm. about this because uh, I think their offset is plus thirty five, um, which still yeah. does fit. Yeah. Um, but I think the the wheel placement is different, and so I wonder in terms of like handling. I mean, you get the additional benefit of the width of the wheel and more tire. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
you know, how does that compare to the differences in bump steer that you get because the offset isn't perfectly matched to, um, you know, what factory spec was? You know, I've never driven one myself yet. I'm about to marry marry one of our drivers that we're working with this year uh, in association with Acuity. Uh, will be letting me try her car out at a NCM. So maybe Great. after that, I'll be able to tell you. And all. you've driven there quite a bit, right? NCM, a little bit. Yeah. Decent chunk. So yeah. um, sometimes people don't talk about uh, pace goals for an event coming up. Mm. But in the street mod class, how fast do you expect cars will go? Truly, I have no idea. I may be able to tell you after our April 4th track day with Project Seat Time. That's a plug and an ad uh, if yeah, I ever yeah, saw Yeah, you're it. allowed to do that on okay, the show. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so you're doing a track day. Yes. Uh, have you ever done one before? No, this is our first. Okay. We literally went to California over the winter, and then, you know, when we were there, like, spoke to some sponsors. They're like, you know what? We'll support you doing this, you know? Like, we want to see more of this. We want to see more people, like, come on to track day, and they think we have a pretty good audience. And we said, screw it. Let's do it. Yeah. And Matt from NCM, awesome to work with. Busby. Uh, we love you, Busby. Busby is so good. He's just the most huggable He's a guy. listener, too. We love you, Busby. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, he gave us an Easter Sunday deal, because I suppose... Christian country Easter Sunday is usually pretty quiet. Yeah, right. And us Chinese kids don't really care. Well, no, I'm not gonna say I don't mean, care. Does, but like does the data show that most of your entries are are like, you know, Chinese uh, descent? I mean, no. We we have our audiences in the Chinese audience, but I th there's actually a big question going on in a lot of Chinese forums about like whether or not I actually speak Chinese. And the question, and, and the actual answer is, 各位听众们大家好, yes, I actually do speak Chinese. Okay. But, Thanks. uh, so, how, um, in terms of, like, what your goals were for that event, yeah. um, like, are you, are you excited with the way that entries are, are trending? Uh, yes, yeah. I think. I mean, we're, we're barely getting past, like, 10 registrations, so please register I, if I you mean, can. But, you yeah, know. but I, in, I, in some respects, yeah. that's an excellent opportunity like to get a whole, whole lot of traction. Exactly. Time. We're trying to just make this, like, 60 drivers max, like, three run groups, run it till your car break. Or don't break it because two weeks later is grid life, you know? Uh, track time is such a tricky thing for, compl er, for, for competition cars mm. uh, because I did that Binge Tokyo event that was yeah. about two years ago. I think you and Fiona were there. Yeah. I was there in my Fiona white Lee car. Fiona leaked oil all over the track for a session. Um, I'm sorry. I bought a two-day ticket. Yeah. And uh, Drew gave everybody so much track time on the first day that yeah. I was like, my, my car home. can't do this more. <laughs> yes. Like, I can't imagine what it would be like if you tried to do 20-minute sessions in the Supra and if you did, like, three hours of track time. Uh, it needs some tires. But yeah, right? They think we'll be able to do it, though. And, uh, That's the thing. But, it like, everything would just be consumed, right? Like, that would be a lot of tire. And a car uh, with that yeah. speed and yeah. that much pace, Yeah, like, things just wear out. They do. The brakes so, are surprisingly good. The CSG pads lasted us the whole season, but, you know, time attack stuff, so we don't... I mean, this whole weekend, we've, this is, the, the 217 lap was my third flying lap. <laughs> yeah, that is. But, but you've been here you before, know. and that helps. I'm yeah. interested to know as mm. you guys, um, you know, spread out and and learn more about new tracks and go to events and things. Yeah. Um, tell me about your process for learning a track, especially if it's not available on a sim. Okay. So, like, uh, Grid Life is going to go to Heartlands. If you were going to go and you'd never which, been which there, I'm planning on. Yeah. Um, how would how would you start the weekend? How would you get up to pace to, to get to a point where you were happy? Uh, first session, uh, spend time practicing my eyes. 
look for where I want to be looking for. I think that's one thing I found when I went to Ridge was like, okay, oh shit, okay, I'm looking too early. I should be looking even later, further into the corner, find the apex and find and look where's the next corner. You practice turning your head, you practice like focusing your eyes on where you want to go because ultimately your your you hand go, yeah exactly. And so that to me is the big part. So find your rhythm, find your where, where your head movement, find your eyes where the focal point is, and then razor just sh- focus on that and kind of go from there everything else comes secondary i think like track elevation stuff like that you know yeah the camber yes it's going to be affected but look where you want to go and ultimately i think you'll make that happen even in the s's here you know black white red stripes a coda it doesn't matter just find the apex curbs find where i want to be find my apexes now do you like uh once you find those spots on track Mm -hmm. like you know those other points of reference and things are those do you like do you shut those out and only focus on exactly the thing? Pretty that much. Yeah. Like, I'll, like if I know I want 150 breaking marker, I'll not look at any other. Just 150. Yeah. 150 break. Not before that, I'm not breaking. Um, yeah. Now, uh, when I talked with you before the first session this morning, uh-huh. um, you had said pretty clearly that you thought the car could do a 217. And that Didn't was, I tell you? You did. <laughs> and, and I'm interested in how you knew that because... Uh, up mm. till t- today, yep. you had been running in the 220s, 223. I mean, you're struggling with the car a little bit because of some some aero compli- <laughs> some aero complications. Yes, but like, how did you know that that's what it was going to be? Well, I think about it this way: we spent a year on this car. Okay, we figured out all sorts of bugs. This is as like oh, even over the winter, even between Buttonwillow and now, we went back to Buttonwillow with our tails between our legs thinking we were the most disgraced team to be on the field. You know, Amir beat us by three seconds. Button Willow. Yeah. It's fucking unacceptable. It's a, that son of it's a, a bitch. Big, it's a big gap. It is. And then on the podium, it was just like, I want to go home. And I want to figure this shit out. <laughs> and I bet, you you know what's the really funny part? When we beat him, I rode Atlanta by like one second and a bit. He said the same thing to me. <laughs> He's like, uh, you, know, uh, uh, you know, when he won a Button Willow, he told me, when you beat me, I rode Atlanta. He went home. Feeling the same exact way. Yeah. Oh, okay, what the fuck can I fix? What do I do to make the car faster? And we felt the same way, except our you know our journey was about the same width, same length to back to Chicago. And we just thought about the whole thing the whole way. What do we need to do? Yeah. Fuel stuff was one thing. IAT was another. Aero imbalance was another. Suspension maybe next. A couple of things here and there. And then we just started taking off the list. Talk to people. Okay, Reinhardt's building us some coilovers, which weren't ready this weekend, but they will be like before good life. Aero CFD scan, we rushed it, made it, got it ready. Thank you, Spage and Verse. They were fucking awesome to work with. Yeah, very, AMS, cool, very cool content. Yeah, just awesome. Uh, AMS's new intake manifold is just phenomenal for for, for the air-to-water intercooler and uh-huh. how the way it cools. The thing will just run all day. It, yeah. it, it used to pull timing by the end of Road, Road America. I bet you I'll go back now. We can cut another second and a half off of it pretty easily. That's amazing. It, it will fly. Um, what about the like the transmission? That's mm. a, a oh, variant yeah. of the 8HP, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. We're going to get into DC talk now, boys. Uh, um, <laughs> but like on track when you're running laps like this, yes. uh, is, is everything like all the temps under control? It just seems to work. There's zero issue. That's awesome. It's stock. It's factory. It's OEM tuned. Like not even fl- tuned. No. Yeah. No. That's we wild. haven't even changed the oil in it. You should probably do we're, that. We're doing that when we get home. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> But I think, at least according to the owner's manual, I think those things are factory fill, like, Supposed, lifetime Yeah, supposedly lifetime fluid, but it's never lifetime for track use. Yeah, know? right. So, no, it's it's phenomenal. It will hold up to 700 foot-pounds of torque. It will probably slip a seven, 
And when it gets hot, maybe a little bit 650. But yeah. we've been pretty intentionally keeping it lower than that. I think AMS knows this better than we do, so they just do the tune however they need. I tell them, here you go. Have fun with the car. See you in two weeks. They do their dyno testing. Do, I bet know. it's convenient, though, that you're in Chicago. And oh, so thank God they're only 20 minutes away. That's awesome. It used to be when I was in college, you know, in Arbor to Chicago, it was a four-hour journey to bring the car to TF every weekend to try and prep it. And they're not open on weekends, so we got to bring it in somewhere. i got to skip school Friday or Monday, just get that done. Yeah. Uh, never again. Now that I'm in Chicago, I kind of don't want to leave, but, you know. I've been feeling about coming back to Chicago. Yeah. I, uh, we might we might still leave. I mean, it's a great area, but maybe we'll open a few PhD, you know, psych uh, headquarters somewhere else as well. So oh yeah, maybe that's down the line. Down um, the line. so uh, maybe uh, we're we're thirty six minutes in. Maybe we can talk a little bit more about PhD and sure. like, um, you know, what your clients are currently asking of you and like what what your core business is right now. Mm. Um, so that if if anyone on the show is is interested in in PhD. You know what? What services might you be looking to offer for people? Uh, are we talking about the money maker or the fun haver? Because it's, it's kind of separate. Well, I mean, like money part, sure. A ninety super parts brings up quite a bit. Because honestly, and this is really thankful, people actually take my opinion somewhat seriously. Or a, a lot of times, Alex's opinion that you know I relay on the internet. Because these are things we figure out. These are things we prove to work. These are things. Well, two seventeen kind of helps. You know, they, doing things like this, standing on the podium, holding that trophy up. Champagne bottle number two helps, yeah. right? And it validates us. Yeah. It people say, okay, well, you know, they seem to know what they're doing. Yeah. And you know what? Not a lot of people out there seem to be doing what they're doing. Yeah. And you know what? Maybe they'd be right. Maybe they're not. But it helps. It helps makes us what we say feel have a little more weight in it, right? Yeah. People take us more seriously. Otherwise, with a twenty-three-year-old Chinese kid tell you, hey, you should do this to your race car. Would you listen, Nape? You probably wouldn't. I mean, I might, but but because that's yeah. I, I already know that you're fast. Yeah, but if you don't if you don't know me, if right. just a random Chinese dude came up to you, right? Like, I get the ratio stereotype. We get the industry, but you know, I we I try to zoom that out and just focus on what we can do, right? Yeah. So the fun part, business part, part. Thank you all for buying parts from us. We really appreciate it. Every every dollar you give us, it goes straight into now, the race program. Um, if if I buy parts from mm. the PhD Racing website, yeah, are those parts personally packed by Jackie Ding? Some. Yeah, stickers, <laughs> shirts, merch. Yeah, we do those. We yeah. do all we do those all day. I mean, yeah, we we don't really have the space for warehousing and everything. Sure, but a lot of our you know cust uh, a lot of our sponsors that we do sell parts for are kind enough to let them just drop shit through them. Yeah, that's cool. And to us, it's it kind of makes is a no brainer to do that, right? Because we're on the road so often. Yeah, I mean, if you really wanted us to hand pack everything, your order will probably get processed in the middle of May if you order today. Right. And and on that point, you're doing how many events this year? Oh, this Jesus is event one Christ. in 2021. Of maybe 20. How many weeks are there in a year? There are a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's a lot, that's of, a lot of events. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. you know, you're you're doing it with, with several series, which I think is really cool. Yep. Um, how does the car fit in each of the series? And this, that's the thing. We, we are going to try to not just do one car this year. Because okay. I think last year we ended up becoming, like, super focused only. Yeah. Uh, we did a little bit of A86 fun stuff, but this year we're going to try to do more other chassis. Uh, I have my A86 GLTC car in the build. Finally, I wanted to run this thing in GLTC so bad. Can you talk about, I mean, sure. You, you're, you're a very competitive person. Very. Um, can you talk about what you want to do in the setup of that car? Because I presume you're going to try and run at the front. It, it's trying, yeah, but, you know, like, 
the way I look at it, right? The Supra is really good at high-speed circuit. <laughs> Coda. Yeah, right. So let's go to all the high-speed circuit with it. Road America. Yeah. You know, like uh, NOLA. These things attract, like, the big, wide-open track. The Supra fucking eats it up. It loves it. Tighter tracks, PPIR, middle high. Eh, it's not great. Maybe, maybe not. Well, I mean, it's still very good. Yeah. But I rode, just, I rode yeah. with you um, PPIR, and right? Moss uh-huh. at PPIR, back-to-back. Back. Yeah. And the experience in the cars were very different. Exactly. Um. They were both insanely fast, but like you could tell that they were different. It is, and so like your car to me felt more like a, like a freight train, yeah. in, in like it just builds power and it's it's just this monster underneath you, mm-hmm. but it's not as lively. For sure, um, it ain't. And so like on a track like PPIR that's very tight, I imagine that that's probably a, a disadvantage, yeah, right? No, yeah, no, you're you're completely right. So on a higher speed circuit, honestly, one of these, I think the aero property comes into play more. Is about driver confidence, yeah. right? Versus going on to autocross. Say, there's a reason why I don't bring the super out to autocross. You're I, fighting physics. I imagine it would be a terrible autocross. It's car. not that great, you know. It's just we're fighting physics. Or, as yours is built, anyway. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just fighting physics. You're carrying around 3,400 pounds. You know, that's our way. I haven't even measured it with a surge tank and everything yet. We're running less fuel, but it is still pretty heavy. Yeah. So, like, you, when everybody's, especially on a grid life series where everybody's running the same tires, why fight physics? Yeah. When we can come bring it out to more events like this, high speed tracks, and just do what we're good at, right? Yeah. So we're gonna try to do that, and then lower speed circuits. I'm gonna bring the A86 out. I'm building that thing to be as light as possible. I'm gonna get all the Lexans. They're gonna be a thousand bucks all together. Well, that's yada, like yada, the yada. opposite of the James Houghton uh, philosophy on GLTC, right? Really? Uh, his car is very heavy. It's big okay. tires. Yeah. Uh, as much horsepower mm. as possibly allowed. So it's a straight line, the Bullet TSX. The, the Bullet TSX, right? Which yeah. is a very, at a track like this, is very competitive. Exactly. I cannot, I can't wait to see what it does at a tighter track. Yeah, exactly. Because it might um, not do too well, but we won't know. And Poor so guy. your car is, uh-huh. if it's going to be as light as possible, it's yeah. going to be closer to Adam's car mm. uh, in that it's very, very light. Yep. Um, it's low on horsepower. Yep. So like, what other kinds of choices are you going to make? I mean, do you do you have torque numbers and horsepower numbers that you want to hit, or is it no just like idea. a? You haven't you haven't thought that far ahead. We, we, no. Okay. <laughs> we, we, I, yeah, I, I think we can get it to be around like two thousand pound race weight, maybe under. Okay. And then just street tires. I'd like to run street tires and then hundred sixty horsepower as light as possible. Just okay. Get the car minimum weight wise as low as possible. I I want to enjoy something, you know. Like I I I guess yeah. If I want to build a car for a championship, sure, I'll build it somewhat differently, but. I want to. I fundamentally, I'm not building a GLTC car to win, and I think that might be the really critical thing. I'm building one to enjoy. Sure. I'm building one to. This is my, you know, my my enjoyment. I want to build a car that I can go and have fun and race with each other and like come back. Oh, that was so much fun. Yeah. And that's what GLTC makes me feel sometimes. And maybe yeah, I trade a little bit of performance for outright. What motor do fun. you plan to use? Is uh, it Toyota motor. The K24 out of my S2000. Oh, okay. Yeah, long story. <laughs> that, um, car, that car was is uh, the S two thousand will be down for a bit, unfortunately. Again, I know we just finished it, and you know, off it goes again. But it's, uh, it it wasn't a TV show, which I'm really not supposed to talk about. So okay. I can't talk about more until it comes out. Okay. It was a ton of fun, and I think it was it's going to be a star. But um, do you know when that might come out? Uh, maybe later this year. Okay, cool. Uh, several friends are in it. Several good life friends are in it. Oh, cool. GLTC racers, time attack people. Yeah. I don't know anything about this. You have no, you know nothing. I, I literally know nothing. Okay. In the same way that I knew nothing about Adam fabbing uh, a K20C into a CRX, 
I, I didn't really? know that that was happening. I thought you were close to the grid life, man. Man, What's happening? I thought I was too. Like, there were probably like four people on the planet that knew about it, and I was not one of do, those. Do you know what will happen? I, that, that day, I went in to grab my tires from Grid Life HQ, and I walked into the office, and there was Chris writing the PR for, for that car. Yeah. And, but right before release, I'm like, hold on a minute. <laughs> this, it's very you cool. Were, you know, I didn't know about this. That's yeah, very cool. cool. Um, I don't know what that car is going to do. Like, what its purpose in life mm. is going to be other than to be really cool. Sometimes that's all you need, man. Yeah, it's going to be really Sometimes cool. Sometimes that's all you I need. I mean, the 86s are really cool. Exactly. The, one, the, the red car that you have is is cleaning up. Is it done done? Uh, it, 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 it's a daily driver, except it doesn't really like to be daily because my, my commute isn't long enough for it to warm up. Okay. So ITBs, you know, like when, you, when you're cold, <laughs> it's like it, it bogs pretty bad. Stuff like that. But it's one of those cars I can just drive around and have fun. So you yeah. live uh, really close to the shop? Oh, yeah, like. I, I think we're neighbors with Mikey at the moment. Oh, yeah? Which is pretty funny. I, I was yeah. up at Andy's shop in January, and yeah. Andy um, moved his shop from his home into, like, a, a proper business in Plover. Nice. And his drive, he also moved his address. His yeah. drive to the shop can't be more than three minutes. Wow. That's impressive. It's like there's, like, a stop sign or two, and that's all it is. <laughs> um, it's got to be a convenient life, man. Very, very. Especially if you're going to spend, like, I don't know, 18 hours a day at the shop. Right. Uh, I don't know long, what your long. schedule is like, but like, do you try and keep your work-life balance, or is it, is it just work your life? I mean, one of our drivers, Mary, usually like texts me, "Hey, okay, so about this thing for a grid lab. I'm like, "Yes, eleven fifty-nine. What do you need? Uh, uh, by by twelve thirty. You say this to me yeah. like I don't know what you're talking about. I entertain text messages all hours yeah. of every night yeah, about exactly. like, "Hey, what if I build X Y Z? Okay, what what if I what if I made my splitter five inches from like this specific point, but then you move it, it changes. It, like I I can only imagine what rule makers are going through. It's a really hard job. It man. is. Um, you gotta like, deal with like really smart people and idiots. Yeah, and everything in between. It, it is. It it's it's all kinds. Yeah. And uh, Adam and I try to treat making a rules decision. Uh, for an allowance or something like that mm -hmm. as or like yes this is allowed given the rules mm. uh, it's really hard because not only are you thinking about whether or not the argument is is fair Valid. and accurate yeah. Yeah. but also you have to understand like what precedent it sets yep. like if you say yes to this does that also mean that xyz and so like yep. uh, adam and i have been talking at length about um Hulk's argument for an s209 turbo which was very compelling and that's mm. why he was allowed to do it um, okay, can I can I say this? Can I can I present my point on my well my I guess my uh, my view on this? Uh, only after I tell you what I think I would like to do in the future. Fine. You go um, first. That turbo flows a given amount of air. Sure. And I would like us to move from uh, allowing a factory unit um, to which which kind of gives preference to boosted cars and especially boosted cars that have a hopped up version mm -hmm. uh, in street class more toward like a okay if you turbocharge something your turbocharger can only flow this many pounds of air per minute and if you do it in that way um, it's much more simple to enforce on the rules side yeah. um, but it's also like kind of equalizes things a little bit okay and so, we haven't found a but, good way to do he, that yet he, here's my problem with that right and I'm speaking from the side of well, what I see from BHG Discord, from people who are intro to intermediate level, right? Who want to get into time attack, who see street class, and they say, we want to do this. Except the biggest obstacle in the course is a 400 horsepower Subaru. Yeah. And what you're speaking of is not lowering the bar, 
we're rather raising the bar to be for everybody. It's a tricky spot, it right? Is. Because it is. Uh, can you think of any time in the history of you and us doing time attack that the bar has been lower? No, where we where we pull speed out of cars. No, I don't no. think that you can in time attack. Street Street did. Street pulled the V8 out and made Street GT. Yeah, but Hulk is faster than the V8s were. No, I get it. I get that point. But my thing is, I I honestly feel like there needs to be an NA class and. This kind of leads into Club TR, which I also want to get into. You know, I I, I nominated the name of Street Light. You know, it, I thought that's what it would be, and it kind of ended up flipped a little bit. I mean, to, yes and no. I yeah. mean, we, we talked about it at length. I yeah. mean, we we've been working on Club TR or some some version of it mm. for a year, um, and uh, what we really wanted wasn't to. Um, to take the the slower portion of the field in street class and just call it something else. Yeah, no, I get it. I get um, it. What we liked about Club TR is that in in many ways the mods allowed are similar. Yeah. But they're also different enough, yeah. they're different enough that the class is actually different yeah. and um, like it it kind of is an NA class for the most part. Um, and we actually used your your like thirty eight. Mm-hmm. As like, well, this is benchmark, and, and as the car was built at that time, yeah. it was. It was that's that. what the class that's is. What that is. Um, no, we're I talking about it. like basic aero mm-hmm. um, on on lower powered cars, yeah. uh, but allowing a couple things that make it different, right? Like two ways, yeah. um, and so it's going to be a, a kind of a grip class, and a, hopefully, it's a driver focused class too. I hope. Uh, the only thing that bugs me about the class, if I may, you is may. the K swap. The case of rule, and I get this. I think it helps local businesses a lot, and I think it's it's a great addition to the community. But I'm not sure about mandating that. Okay, anybody, because we had this conversation with Chris, and my view on this was, I would love for a class where we can just, on the most part, ban engine swaps, where, like maybe this way, like the guys with the BRZ can just focus on driver mods. The guys with the Miata can just focus on driver mods. The guys in the S2000 can just focus on, you know, I, I think like this to the, an extent. I, I think opening the door yeah. for that helps in some way because uh, without it, um, there will be a preferred chassis. Even and now there, I think even now there will be. I, I'm not certain. Mm. Um, no, I get it. I yeah. I actually think, we, we I mean, we, we looked at the rules for like mm. um, what we wanted to allow turbocharged cars to do. Yeah. And... I think that in Club TR, the car that can make the most horsepower is probably the 10th Gen Civic. Guess what? We're bringing one Civic, Civic SI to Club TR. Perfect. Oh, the guy's a really intro guy, though, so don't expect anything well, crazy Well, but, like, us, but, you know. uh, E85 and unlimited boost oh. on a 1.5 is pretty neat. It should be really fun to drive, but it's also a chassis that's more heavy than some of the other ones. Well, you see, yeah, that goes back to my main point of... I, I guess it just doesn't, you know... It, it doesn't... It di- I personally would like to see a really introductory class. And I think the response I got one time was, if you really want an introductory class, go go do spec fit. But car enthusiasts, like, to buy fit? Like, like sometimes you're going to have one daily driver. Like, I would be really I mean? interested like, to see you yeah. and, and Matt Williams go to head-to-head yeah. in, like, his spec fit. Oh, because I'd be shit, interested to know it. what the difference in pace is. Because I, I, Matt Williams is a driver. Oh, I believe it. Um, and spec fit is a is a competitive class with a really low entry point. No, yeah, um, you're right. But like time attack is tricky um, because is. we want to be a, a place for everybody. It's never but, perfect. But at the know? same time, it's like 
the the modifying of cars mm-hmm. is is part of the competition. Yeah. Right. And so what we were trying to do was was swallow up the biggest group of people that currently like run cars at our events, mm-hmm. but um, don't fit in an existing like conventional time attack structure. Totally. And so the way I thought about our classes is um, almost one-to-one, almost. The the GTA Superlap um, and Gridlife crossover Mm -hmm. almost exists. You know, Enthusiast and Street are similar. Street Mod and uh, 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 Street are similar. Track Mod and and Limited are very close. And Unlimited, of course, is Unlimited. When I looked at Club TR, I said, well... You know, those are the conventional time attack hierarchies. But Club TR is just like it's out there. It's 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 the different. Life original. Yeah, it's it's different yeah. in a way that I think is um, interesting. It, no, and Adam and I will, you know, we try to balance the rule book every year so that there aren't any dramatic overdogs. Yeah. Um, but we we thought hard about what someone could bring to Club TR to mm. break it. Um, kind of using James Houghton as the the, the, the metric for like, can James break this? So we talked to him and yeah. we, we said, what do you think about these rules? What would you do? <laughs> and uh, we couldn't come up with a whole lot. Cool. So Good. I Honestly, don't I'm, I'm super hyped to see how Club TR goes because we have several cars. Tell me. Uh, Olgan Gold Pass. And honestly, we'd love to support. Yeah. It's just, I think a part of me will forever fight for a uh, NA light arrow 255 tire limit no engine swap class where everybody can just everybody's driving an s2000 oh, yeah, because the s2 uh, given that that rule set <laughs> the probably, s2000 is the uh, best you're probably right but um something like that you know but that said like mm. uh the fact that your car back in the day wasn't um necessarily fighting for street class wins with like with the corvette at the time mm-hmm. uh doesn't mean that like Everybody knows what the NAS 2000 record is at Gingerman. Everybody knows. Do they? I don't know. Yeah. What's the S2000 record at Gingerman? 3800 something. Yeah. And so like maybe. um <laughs> you know a a record or perfection on track is yeah. always going to be appreciated. And so like you know it doesn't yeah. have to be part of an existing time attack no, class I when agree. someone does something extraordinary people notice. Yeah. It's but it's yeah. I I love grid life at the end of the day. I freaking love it. I think it it helped me not really launch my career again, but found found my place, found yeah. a place where I can be really happy with, and I really appreciate you guys for doing that. And I think what we're able to do now to bring more people into it, just it's icing on the cake. Yeah, it makes it happy. You know. Well, I think on that note, we should probably conclude. Thank you for because taking I gotta the time. go for two sixteens now. Yeah, you gotta go do it. And yeah, right. uh, where can people find find the things that you do? I find the things that I do. It's just it's nothing you can really look at. You know, it's YouTube Jackie Ding slash PhD Racing now. Dash PH Racing, I think. Okay. We change the channel name around a little bit. I try to be more inclusive. We're not going to just do my shit anymore. It's going to be our shit. You know, it's communism. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Instagram at Jackie J. Ding. Uh, also at PHD underscore racing. Uh, if you're of our drivers, also well, Mary, Fiona, Ship, Austin Shipley with a white Supra. That will be all wet, well, our West Coast kind of build. So okay. over a year. So instead of tra- traveling the TA90 all the way out there in an open trailer. See, I'm just gonna try and fly out. Maybe you back. just need to make a clone and do the West Coast events with do you the know, clone. Do you know the thing is, we build the TA90 in a way that we can make clones. Yeah. If I have all the parts there, it gets pulled together in a week. Yeah. It's that's how it works. It's a bolt-on car, except the splitter and rear wing mount now. Yeah. Everything else is bolt-on. 
Well, uh, on that, I think we should we should do another show in the future. I always enjoy having you on. Thank you um, so much. Good luck, and let's see if you can do a 216 safely. Oh, you got to add the last part, don't you? You got to do it. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Slip Angle was created by Austin Cabot and Adam Jubay, co-hosted by Derek Yarbrough and production by Abram Schmucker, who mixes all of our terrible audio. If you like the show, please rate us and review us on iTunes and come and find us in the pits at Grid Life to say hello. Thank you.